So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, derelicts, <laughs> addicts, socialites, heirs and heiresses alike. Do you think we have a lot of socialites listening? Probably not. No. I'm sure they have better things to do with their time. <laughs> it is the world famous So I Married an Alcoholic podcast, episode 15. Say hello, darling. Hello, darling. No, to the people. Hi, I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris, I'm an alcoholic. Welcome. Yes. Super excited. Are you? I'm always excited to do this. Oh. It's the one hour a week we get to spend together that we typically don't argue and bitch at each other. True story. I mean, I think occasionally we do argue and bitch. A little bit. But I think it's a little more constructive down here in the studio than, you know, it is on the couch. It is. These are magical walls. They sure are. <laughs> There's unicorns. There's boobs. Uh-huh. I was looking at the lovely photo of our family, but yeah, there's that too. Yeah, there's also that. And then there's the So I Married an Alcoholic poster. Oh, I know. Banner, really. Banner. Give it the credit it deserves. I, you know what? I'm going to take that back. It's the So I Married an Alcoholic banner. I want to say thank you to Marlene Graphics, our official studio sponsor, MarleneGraphics.com, Worcester, Pennsylvania. Also want to say a big thank you to RealtorAndABaby.com. Realtor and a baby sponsors my lifestyle. Soon to sponsor Frankie's dancing shoes. Oh my God. She's such a little dancer. It is the cutest thing. Time will tell if those are stripper boots <laughs> or ballet slippers. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I'm really not holding out much hope at this point. I'm we'll not going to lie. <laughs> she's got kind of a heavy foot at this point with her dancing. Well, she's a little white girl from Pennsylvania. I know. I, I don't expect much in terms of rhythm to come out of that one. No, and we're terrible dancers. I was going to say, plus, if you've ever seen Megan and I dance, you know it's just nothing. Actually, it may be quite entertaining to just sit on the sidelines and watch. You know what the thing is? I think people have seen us dance too because I have to say, Chris, at every wedding or event or whatever we're at, he always pulls me up on the dance floor. Because daddy always has his dancing shoes on. He do. Which are also my closing shoes. And then we normally do like one or two dances and then and then we wrap it up for the evening. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, where's the coffee, the dessert, and the valet? And my back's starting to hurt. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> it's the most exercise I've done in a month. Garcon, bring me my <laughs> cortisone shot. True story. I also want to say, although it may, it may be a bit premature, which I'm sure you're used to in this marriage by now. <laughs> Three years strong of prematurity as well as a bunch of immaturity <laughs> I want to say a big congratulations to Auntie Gay P Yay. Auntie Gay P actually reached out and used the infamous realtor and a baby at gmail referral system and old Chrissy pal found him a realtor in his area he got a cute little Cape Cod house I know not a house on Cape Cod a Cape Cod style house for those of you not well versed in housing styles <laughs> and he's going to be closing I think in a couple of weeks actually which is so awesome yeah it is I think again I think it's one of those like milestones of 
you know, the American dream, if you will. I know. So he reached out, I don't know, maybe six or eight weeks ago at this point. Uh, he was looking for a realtor up in his area, first time homeowner, home buyer, was super unsure of the process and what to do. So he called me up. I hooked him up with a realtor in his area, hooked him up with actually a mortgage guy uh, from around here. Sorry, mortgage guy, you get no plugs until you give money. <laughs> then you get all the plugs in the world. <laughs> Hair plugs if you need them. Yeah, those are coming. <laughs> Knocking on the door, 40. You you knocked already, honey. I don't know if you forget. You already knocked, entered, and are on the other side of it. <laughs> it's a true story right there. <laughs> so anyways, congratulations, Auntie Gay P. You did the right thing. You did the Realtor and a Baby referral system. And we can't wait to come up, see it, and decorate it. Absolutely. Decorate it? He's a gay man. He's well-versed in all things decoration. He's not that kind of gay. Actually, he's not that kind of gay. No, I was sending him pictures of coffee tables the other day. <laughs> and pink colors. <laughs> I, I think we've actually discussed on the show, and those of you that, you know, have a, a knowledge of Meg and I in, in, like, our real lives, I tend to be way gayer than JP is. Much. Yeah. In fact, some may say you could be more feminine than I am at times. True story. And I'm a girly girl. Except I don't menstruate. I, you PMS, though. I do PMS. <laughs> Weekly, though, instead of monthly. I just don't bleed. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So actually, since, you know, you discussed my weekly PMSing. <laughs> it's not weekly. That's an exaggeration. All right. So like every other day. <laughs> Shall we get into what happened to us this weekend? The saga. Or what happened between us this weekend? Is that fair? The ongoing petty arguments of, so ooh, I married an alcoholic. Yeah. So again, being married, I think, can be a challenge to individual people, sometimes not necessarily on the same wavelength. And I think the key is to sort of kind of meet in the middle or to find that wavelength. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. I think that's probably the point. And now what makes it even more challenging is when you're an alcoholic and you're selfish and you're self-centered and you want what you want when you want it. Sometimes I think that comes to an unnecessary head. Is that fair to say? Definitely. And maybe with the alcoholic piece, we don't behave like normal humans. Like, does that make sense? Oh, it certainly does. <laughs> People can have a little argument and... I don't know. It doesn't have to turn into a thing. No, but like, it, it, again, I speak for myself. Like, this alcoholic will turn everything into a goddamn shit show. Literally. Yeah. Me too. Like, we're calling in NATO at some point. <laughs> we need all kinds of help. Anywho, let's talk about how you fucked up my weekend. <laughs> Although I didn't, but he fucked it up himself. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. See, that's that's the trigger. That's how you get Megan going. Like, she just sat up, like, all perky and shit. She didn't want to come down here tonight because she's like, Ooh, I'm tired. I worked all day. Actually, none of that's true. It's Labor Day. I did not go to work today. I'm trying to paint a picture here, Megan. <laughs> of me as the bitch? That's the problem. It's the theater of the mind. <laughs> the people listen. Make it entertaining, for Christ's sakes. They know the truth. By the way, thank you to the listeners. Again, 5,000 strong. It's so crazy. Absolutely amazing. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, So I Married an Alcoholic. And then the email is So I Married an Alcoholic at gmail.com. Any of your feedback is much appreciated. It's also, interestingly enough, welcomed. 
Yes, especially an iTunes review, if you haven't heard us say that before. Yeah, absolutely. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us the stars. I want all the stars because I'm an alcoholic. I know you can only give five. Call iTunes. Tell them you need to give us six. You need a couple extra. Yeah. Uh, to make me feel wholesome inside. You know what's so funny? So you know how we always talk about how we're not really good tech people? A couple weeks ago, someone said, oh, I'm trying to leave you a review on Spotify. How do I do it? And we like go on and we're like, uh, actually, we don't know. You got an iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we're plugging the, <laughs> the iTunes. Listen to uh, us on iTunes, loser. It's the only place we know how to leave a review. Yeah. I don't actually think you can leave a review on Spotify. I think you can follow us. Yeah, I don't even know how many followers we have. People in these podcasting groups talk about followers, and I'm like, I don't know how many I got. I don't know either. I mean, again, I, I sift through the emails. Actually, speaking of which, uh, so the last episode I, I did a bit of serenading. Oh, yeah, did we get any response? We sure I, I did. asked people for feedback on that. I think, I don't know. We probably get about 30, 32 emails just this week. Mm -hmm. uh, again, a lot of them are, you know, the thank you for what you do. We really appreciate it. Thank you for being vulnerable, which we absolutely love. Again, we're happy to come down here and do this. We absolutely love it. And another, I don't know, maybe 10 or so were like, yes, please continue to serenade. Really? And then there were a couple that are like, you are embarrassing to the human race <laughs> because of your singing please, or for other reasons please stop singing and please stop swearing <laughs> oh really <laughs> it's actually funny no nobody and said then they're stop like, swearing and then they're like and then you cut me off i saw your uh so i married an alcoholic bumper sticker <laughs> yeah sorry about that but again this goes back to the psas like left lane travel is for doing at least 50 miles an hour over the speed limit Anything less than 50, move to the right. We got it. We got the message. Did you, though? I think you bring it up almost every episode. I mean, I'm just saying I spend a lot of time on the road, and I don't think enough people are listening to the podcast. I think the left lane travelers get even more shout outs than anti-gay pee on this show, and that's going to hurt his ego, so you better tilt the tide the other way. I'm sorry, anti-gay pee. I love you. <laughs> Daddy loves you. So anyway, this weekend, we so it's Labor Day weekend. You're thinking... What? They're not off jet setting somewhere? So I Married an Alcoholic team is all over the eastern seaboard. Now, I don't know if people are paying attention, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned the last episode of the episode before that. In our never-ending quest to die well below the poverty line, we have spent our entire life savings, well, I mean, on guns and bird dogs and country clubs and, you know, things like that, this amazing Taj Mahal of a studio... Also, appliances. I know. But that's not why we're home this weekend. You jump ahead. Ooh. What was that? I think the studio just <laughs> queefed. Oh, my God. That scared the shit out of me. It's a deodorizer. It does smell lovely in here. Tropical. It does. It does. We've gotten off track. Please come back. All right. So, anyway, we did not travel anywhere this weekend because... On this past Wednesday, the bird dog went under the knife. That's right, folks. She had to get her lady parts all tied up. That's right, because I, what's the, what do I do? Cut off your pet's privates? Besides, like, bitch and moan and complain and say inappropriate things to you on a daily basis, I am a firm believer 
and doing the responsible thing. And castrating your pets. (laughs) (laughs) Castrating your pets is definitely the correct move. You know why? Because we would totally have like, you know, the one and a half year old puppy coming home all knocked up and then we're going to have nine puppies and it's just, it just would get out of hand real quickly here. 101 Dalmatians in the span of a week. Yeah. 101 bird dogs. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I can't, I can't let that happen. He'd want to keep them all. It would just be a mess. So anyway, bird dog went under the knife on Wednesday. She so, sure did. And so I just, was, I'm going to yeah. interrupt you real quick. Please do. And I am just going to say that I was super jealous because I picked up the bird dog. First of all, torrential rains. Oh, yeah. It was like hurricane day. We like should, uh, epic biblical storm torrential rains. No, I know. We should literally send out prayers, though, especially to the people like in Louisiana and New Jersey, which is like our very close neighbor. Like I have friends from college. Their houses are completely underwater. Tornadoes rip through like this town in New Jersey that we cut through sometimes to go to the shore. So our thoughts and prayers are with all of you. Absolutely. Now back to me. You got the bird dog home in the rain. Yeah. She was all fucked up. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. And I was pissed. Super resentful. I was going to say, were you jealous? Super resentful. Call my sponsor. It's like, hey, what's going on, man? You and Meg all right? I'm like, yeah, dude. Fucking bird dog's jammed right now, and I'm pissed. You know what's funny? <laughs> He's like, are you kidding me right now? You're like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, dude. My dog's like high as fuck on the couch, and I'm pissed. You're a sick man. Help me through this. <laughs> How did he help you? Did he tell you to like get a hold of yourself, and you're being ridiculous? He told me to pray. Okay. He told me to meditate, and he told me to stop being an asshole. <laughs> How come it doesn't work when I tell you that? And I was like, okay. Because you're not my sponsor. So anyway, the bird dog was quite... Well, she wasn't going to be fit for travel this weekend, either on vacation somewhere or to a kennel. She's supposed to be like low activity for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Bird dog loves other dogs. So we knew she couldn't be around them because she would have been wrestling and blah, blah, blah. But she comes home all sedated. And like, we're going to be honest here. We um, may have found the most low cost... Spay and neuter clinic we could. Absolutely. It's very expensive to get the designer version of your pet's privates cut off. <laughs> Which I don't understand. Again, at the end of the day, it's it's the same thing, right? Anesthesia, just, scalpel, couple of rubber bands. Like, g- I'm not a doctor. I sell houses. I don't know what goes on in there. But. I know. Like, did that one better come with, like, the tummy tuck and a boob job to go <laughs> with it? But we were quoted... Like seven hundred bucks. Seven hundred bucks. It's like, are you kidding me right now? So, yeah. anyways, we, we spent like three bills. We went to like the back alley abortion clinic. <laughs> 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 That's actually super inappropriate. And I know. I'm so sorry. I take it back. <laughs> and I apologize. You can't take it back. It is now public knowledge. <laughs> it was affordable. It was. Anyway, I even Megan was saying because again, Megan's lived in this area for the better part of what ten, twelve years. Yeah. Through, I don't know if people know this, but Megan was married to another man. Round one. I don't know how they would, since you make sure you drop it at least every episode. No, it's been several episodes. Okay. But anyway, so the knob that Megan married 12 years ago, whatever, they bought a house up this way. Long story short, there's a spay and neuter clinic in our area uh, that does the the back alley abortions, as Megan likes to say. They got a little bit of bad press a while ago. 
They did. I think instead of, this is actually not funny at all, I think instead of like cremating uh, the corpses or corp, corpi. I don't know the plural of that. Neither do I. Either way. I think they were just like tossing them in the trash. And I was like, well, my bird dog's not going to die there. So <laughs> They actually did a great job. And we're going to be must, okay. They must have fixed that. And let's be honest. Well, I think they fixed it because bird dog's upstairs. Yeah. So anyway. Thriving. She came not home. Not over medicated. No. She came home <laughs> severely sedated. Like I'm talking wouldn't eat, wouldn't drink, wouldn't go to the bathroom. Chris like. Like wouldn't stand. No, it was insane. Chris <laughs> carried her up on a dog bed to lay at the foot of our bed. I felt like I had a brand new baby at home. I was up like every hour because I was terrified that she was actually dead. And this is the person who was like, oh, you know, the dog. Eh, I could go without it. Yeah. Now so, loves the dog. I do. Except that sedation lasted less than 24 hours. <laughs> she did not take the advice of low activity for two weeks. She put in a solid 16 hours and then was back to being an asshole. Yes which is what she does best. Continuing with the story. Oh, sorry. First, I'm gonna just say that I took Bird Dog out for a little jaunt on Saturday afternoon to one of the state game lands in our area. Oh no, it was Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, we weren't speaking yeah, it was... by the time you took the Bird Dog out for a trip. Yeah, we actually, we weren't speaking much longer after the Bird Dog came home, <laughs> but uh, I took her out, you know, just for a little stroll on Sunday because you can't hunt on Sundays in Pennsylvania. Right, so it'd be safe for her to be around. But she could buy all the booze in the world. That's newish, though, in Pennsylvania. But that's neither here nor there. Okay. Anywho, so I'm taking the bird dog out, and we are strolling the fields, frolicking, sauntering, if you will. Mm -hmm. The bird and I had a saunter. How was it? It was amazing. That's good, hon. I see this little deer jump up out of nowhere and start bolting, and then I see bird dog. <laughs> <laughs> Bird dog has like wrong species, but like you're getting the point. Good girl. I know. I was super happy. That's, it was a proud moment for you. Yep. All right. So anyways. So anyway. Why are we assholes? That's why we didn't travel. Now we'll get to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So couldn't travel. Couldn't travel. Blah, Lack blah. of inactivity. So we uh, had like three. Bed and breakfast we usually stay at is not pet friendly. <laughs> Especially not like um, recent surgical. They they don't have a post-op suite. Married a complete tool chest <laughs> round one. What does that have to do with anything? Oh, I just thought we were talking about like bullshit. Anyway, so we, Saturday we were kind of like, like we had Saturday, Sunday, Monday off and we're like all excited. And Chris was going out shooting Saturday morning, and I said, okay, sounds good. And he's like, let's have a family day on Sunday. And I'm like, all right, that's that sounds good, too. So anyway, Saturday, he goes out and does his thing in the morning. He comes back, and the baby is under protest right now. <laughs> <laughs> she literally... <gasps> Ding, 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 ding. That was a long time. Well done. I think we're like 18 minutes in. That actually took a while. I know. We just probably missed the other six times we said it already. We're becoming professional broadcasters. That's right. So anyway, we traditionally have the world's greatest napper. And I don't say that to rub it in, but I'm rubbing it in. This kid feels very passionately about sleep. That's because we put her in the machine from day one. Seriously. But she sleeps 12 hours at night. And then normally require she gets up around 8 a.m. and normally requires a nap by 10:30 tops. 
mm-hmm. goes down for two hours, gets up, eats a lunch, stays up maybe two more hours, and then requires a second nap. Love it. Well, now, at the ripe old age of 16 months. No more napping. She has decided, I will do one nap a day when I choose. Which is not good for my mental health nor my schedule. No. So we're like in that place this week and it'll even itself out. But like she's all over the place just with the whole nap situation. So anyway, so Saturday, Chris goes out in the morning and then we're like sitting on the couch. Like, what should we do? What should we do? And Chris is like, let's go to the fair. The Allentown Fair. That's right. Frankie wanted a turkey leg. And it was also gorgeous on Saturday, Sunday, shit day. Shit day. Rained all day. So it was beautiful. So we were going to go to the fair. Purple rain. Purple rain. (laughs) Sorry. I think you use serenade. You should do it just like in the beginning or at the end. Not in the middle. The breakthrough serenade is a little... Does that throw you off? Off Off-putting. Constructive criticism. See, I am open to your criticism. Yeah, we'll get to that part. So anyway. Shit. (laughs) So anyway, Chris is like, I was going to get another vaccine. I'm in healthcare, and because of that, we are getting a booster at this point because we're eight months out from our last shot and blah, blah, blah. And as you should all be well aware, Megan stood on her soapbox last episode. I did. And was very, what's the word I'm looking for? Passionate? Very passionate, clear. Yeah, about how I feel about vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and I'm an alcoholic. I, I would go get one every three months if they had it. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I was like joking with my friends. I already got my booster. And then I'm going to get a flu shot. And then, you know what? I think I can even get a shingles vaccine. I'm not 55, but I had them. I think I qualify. <laughs> I, you're going to be like the bird dog soon. You're going to be over-medicated. Seriously, all vaccined up. I want all the antibodies, please. No, but anyway, um, we're in the thick of it again at work. So, like, I, I couldn't have gotten that vaccine soon enough with the kids going to school. And, you know, it's just another piece of mind for me. So I make the appointment. There's plenty of appointments. And I said to Chris, oh, the first one they have is 3 o'clock. He's like, perfect. We can be ready to go by then. We'll go get your vaccine, and then we'll drive right to the fair. So we'll leave for the fair at like 3.30, right? And I will be shoving turkey legs down my gullet by 5 p.m. at the very latest. Exactly. It's all ready to go. But then Frankie decides her nap of the day isn't going to commence until like 2.15. So she starts napping. So now it's like 10 of 3. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just go get the shot and then I'll come back and then we'll leave. You know, she'll still be asleep. She's going to put in two hours. Like we're not going to be able to leave here until 4.15 anyway. Sure. So Chris is like, perfect. So I go to get the shot and there is a computer glitch. There's not a computer glitch. No, there's an operator error. There's an asshole glitch. The guy was such an idiot. So... Anyway, he's telling me, I'm showing him, oh, I have a scheduled appointment. And he's like, I don't see you on my schedule. That's all he keeps saying over and over again. I don't see you on my schedule. And I'm like, well, I'm showing you the confirmation. Enter me on your schedule. Type in the computer. (laughs) But you don't understand when it's on my schedule, then I click on it. Okay. I bet there's a workaround. Just saying. Could not figure it out. So now I'm upset and a little bit irate. At the pharmacy, which is not normally my... um, No, it's not your shtick. No, but I've been a little anxious recently, and it came to a head at the pharmacy. Anyway, so I leave, and as I'm walking to the parking lot, I get in my car. 
I had booked another appointment at this point at 4.30, but I had seen the place had walk-in. So I was like, I'm just going to go and talk to them and see what happens. So I call Chris, and I'm like, you won't believe what happened. It's now 3.30. And I'm like going off. This guy, blah, 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 blah. And Chris like, oh, well, guess you'll have to go another time. I was like, no, I'm going. And then Chris said. Doubt it, bro. It's fair day. Click. I was pissed. So I tried to call him back and was like, dude, this isn't going to affect our plans. But I couldn't get through to him because. I blocked you. Yes. Not the first time. This is the child (laughs) I live with. (laughs) This is a 40-year-old child telling you that he (laughs) blocked his wife. Because he is not down with the bullshit. Right. I mean, but it's so, I, I mean, we'll get to the point where, like, I could have been in a, you know, a car accident on the way home and, like, you know, the ambulance is calling yeah, or but whatever. But you weren't. I know. Jesus Christ. So I drive to the next pharmacy, the n- new pharmacist, who is lovely uh, and intelligent. I think you're you're missing a couple of key parts of that story. Okay. So then I'm like. Oh. I'm calling him, like, pick up the phone so we can make a plan because our plans don't have to be disrupted. And I was like, no, no, no. no. Fuck that. We're going to the fair. Which we were still going. And you were like, no, I'm getting my vaccine. No, that didn't happen. So see, that's the problem. That totally happened. No, we were still going to the fair. See, this is the problem. I'm going right? to need you to check the Nest Cam. What happened was you hung up on me. So the part where I said, I'm going to go now because they're doing walk-ins, have the baby ready as soon as I get home, we'll leave. You never heard. I, th- I think you're making shit up. <laughs> is that fair to say? Because no, it's not fair. It would be impossible to hear if you are refusing to answer <laughs> said phone. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I get to the new pharmacy. The woman is lovely. And guess why I wasn't on the schedule, Chris? Because the asshat at the pharmacy prior. Ooh. No, I was angry. I'll get to that part. The ass hat at the pharmacy prior, when he, my appointment came through, instead of, you know, putting it on his schedule where that magical link goes, he clicked it that he administered it. That man didn't administer shit. He did not. In fact, he refused. He out and out refused. The so, only thing he administered was a batch of stupidity. Oh, my God. I was so angry. So anyway, get the shot. I'm home at four o'clock. Chris just has the baby now changing her diapers. And I am not in the mood. He is stamping his feet. You fucked up my turkey leg? There is. But this, he wasn't fucked up. The only one that fucked it up was you throwing the temper tantrum in the corner. My pride was hurt. <laughs> Why? Because I am a regimented man. I'm old. <laughs> and my metabolism needed a goddamn <laughs> turkey leg no later than 5 p.m. Which we still And you denied been. me that. You took a fucking oath to do no more harm. The thing is, though. And you caused me harm. I walked into our home at 4 p.m. So said turkey like could have still been in your mouth. Stomping his feet. Yep. Sitting in the corner. Mm Mm-hmm. Refusing to speak to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to show you. Yeah, by ruining everyone's good time. Like, That's right. We should be talking about the fair right now and the deep fried Oreos we ate, but here we are. No, but we can't because you had to get a vaccine. No, actually, so the baby had just woken up, so we wouldn't have left any earlier I anyway. don't know why you're making this Frankie's problem. Totally was. Killing me. Anyway, so Chris goes silent, and I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> I have three days off. I never get this time off. Be an adult. That's what I'm yelling. Nope. 
<laughs> so really no one was being Frankie was being an adult but you know everyone was protesting we were protesting each other Frankie was protesting the gnats uh, the bird dog was shitting in the sink oh my god at least it was in the sink this time everybody it was just the whole day was a shit show from there on in yeah so we spent all evening then Saturday in silence and angry exchanges mm-hmm. it spilled over into the Sunday mm-hmm. what day are we at today uh, Monday? Is it Monday? Yeah. Yeah, it's Monday. Finally, before bed last night, Chris is like, I love you, good night. Oh my gosh. Right? All right, I did. And then he thinks we just go back to normal life. Like, he can carry on all weekend. Yep. And then just wrap it up with a bow with, I love you, good night. And it's all better. Mm-hmm. I wasn't standing for it this time. She was not. I was not. Nope. So, actually, we had a good conversation today. I think we did. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I should have just gotten the fuck over myself like on Saturday. And I honestly, I cannot tell you why I did not or why I had to hold like such this dickheaded line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I got nothing for you there. That's all right. I'm actually not mad at you about it anymore. You rallied good. You're <sighs> so shitty. No, not quickly. You did not rally quickly. Yeah. You did not rally. At an appropriate time for you. I mean, really for like any normal human being. <laughs> again, I still arrived home by 4 p.m. You could have had turkey leg in your mouth by 5 o'clock if you weren't such an asshole. Yeah. Okay. It's true. It is true. But I mean, I was wrong too. I was like, all, I mean, I was yelling at a pharmacist. That's... Totally not my shtick. No, very out of character for Megan. So um, what that means is, you know, super passionate about the vaccine. I think that went in a, a completely different direction when you were denied <laughs> your microchip from Bill Gates. <laughs> no, you know what it is, though. I mean, I said to you then after in the aftermath, I've had a lot of anxiety recently. And instead of talking about that, I'm berating pharmacists. And then I actually sat on hold with CVS corporate for 35 minutes and filed an official complaint. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, it was worth it to me. I mean, you weren't talking to me. I needed something to fill my time. <laughs> I should be hearing back from the regional manager by the end of this week. Oh, my God. I know. I'm going to have to decline that call or just be like, I'm sorry. I was crazed at the time. Anyway. No, actually, I don't think you should actually bring that up on a recorded line or ever to maybe like a, a priest or something. <laughs> I think that's the only time you should actually bring that up ever. I mean, I was right. Like when I got there and this woman shows me it's because this guy was an idiot. Like I was telling him I did. Call him, <laughs> I did call him back when we got here and I made him apologize over the phone. Yeah, it, it's like, are you out of your in mind right I now? I was. I think I was out of my mind. I was like, you're seriously having a conversation with the pharmacist who wouldn't administer, like, move on. I couldn't move on. And here you are shitting on me because I don't move on instantly when you're ready to, but yet you had this some sort of, like, epic CVS consumer <laughs> battle over something, so let's talk about it, right? You you got the vaccine an hour and a half after, right? Not even. 
Right. Yeah. But yet three hours later, you're on the phone with Dashmina from <laughs> CVS talking about how they were wrong and you were right. Like, who cares? <laughs> I did. Maybe that's my problem. Holy shit. <laughs> and see, so all of you that are in Megan's corner that are like, oh, Chris, you're such an asshole. There's a reason why. I have to deal with this shit. <laughs> that's, that is a very rare shit for me. Not for Birdie on the floor this week. Not rare enough. <laughs> anyway, we both suck this weekend. And we blew it. We blew the last weekend of summer. There's many weekends of summer left. <laughs> now it's over. I know. Summer solstice is still in a couple yeah, of weeks. you're right. You're right. And we got some things coming up. Oh, and then we did get more appliances. Yep, we sure did. So but, I mean, honestly, before we get into our never-ending quest to die well below the poverty line... Uh, I want to make sure that I tell our audience how much I love and appreciate you. And what I did in my spare time this week was I put together a little song for you. Here you are, darling. Swaying home as the music starts. Stinges making the most of the dark. Two by two, their bodies become one. see you through the smoky air can't you feel the weight of my stare you were so close but still a world away what i'm dying to say is that i'm crazy for you touch me once and you know it's true It's so brand new, you feel it in my kiss, I'm crazy for you, crazy for you. What'd you think of that little ditty? Isn't that cute? That's adorable. Oh, I had so much fun making that and it's super embarrassing, but you know what? Like, I don't care. Oh, I freaking love it. That's how I, that's how I roll in my marriage, my undevoted, undying love for you, you insane bitch. <laughs> serenade on, honey. I changed my stance on your serenade. <laughs> See? I'm your biggest fan. You're goddamn right. You're like the next Harry Styles. I don't even know who that is. I know. I don't actually either, I don't think. Except there's a life-size cutout of him in my office. That's kind of weird. I know. I have to take you take a picture because I know it's there, but still, every time I walk in, it's terrifying. <laughs> does the, oh, Harry. Does the cardboard cutout have a bigger penis than I do? He's in pants. I'm not sure. He's, he's got a big old bulge, though, doesn't he? <laughs> I can tell. You know what I'm getting, like, super upset about? You know how it's, like, fall season, so on Instagram, you know, all these girls are like, hey, guys, it's, it's gray sweatpants time. Let me tell you something. I wear nothing but gray sweatpants. And it just looks like I have a camel toe. No, no one thinks you're sexy in your gray sweatpants. Or that I have a huge whang. I don't know. Are they supposed to? I don't know. I think the gray sweatpants make your penis maybe like objects in mirror are larger than they appear. <laughs> no, you know what you need? <laughs> you know what you Penises need? in gray sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what you need? A pair of the 
Lululemon pants. I bet that's what they come with for $120 for a pair of leggings. Hell no. I would have like, my camel toe would get like choked. You'd have stuffed package. <laughs> <laughs> I'd graduate from camel toe to moose knuckle. <laughs> Where were we, Beth? There's a real moose knuckle store. There is a moose knuckle store. Maybe we could get moose knuckles to sponsor us. Uh, they that would probably be appropriate. I don't know if we would have like a sponsorship clash though with Marlene Graphics and then Moose Knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I think they could get along. I, I don't know. I, I think we would confuse the audience entirely <laughs> too much. Anywho, appliances. A couple of weeks ago, we got a new fridge. We got a new stove. And we said we don't need a dishwasher. No, this is working. No, in fact, we spent the money on the dishwasher that we could have gotten to get an electrical line run because yeah. we are both complete idiots and had no idea. So we got a, a dual fuel range. So gas on top, electric in the oven. Megan's a baker. So apparently electric ovens are like the the bee's knees and Chris, for bakers. And Chris is quite the chef and he loves to sauce. Yes, I am a, the king of sauces. He is. Like Jesus was the king of all Jews, I am the king of all sauces. So he needs a gas cooktop. I do. I cannot, I, I mean, I, I suppose I could still create on an electric cooktop, but like nobody told Da Vinci he couldn't use canvas. I know. Excuse me, Mr. Da Vinci. You're going to have to use cardboard from now on. So this nope. oven was really made for us. I believe it was. So anywho... Thousands of dollars worth of appliances, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting in my little office last night, and I'm like, <laughs> sun doesn't smell right. I'm like, Megan, you shit? No. Anyways. Actually, he still wasn't talking to me, so he really said nothing. And then probably I, texted. And then I just saw the melted pieces <laughs> of our dishwasher on the counter. <laughs> the dishwasher had ignited. <laughs> like holy shit people <laughs> when Small it rains fire. it pours let me tell you so here we were <coughs> eat your words we need a dishwasher yep but we got one today actually i'm not even going to mention where i went to i went to the home improvement store because again unless you want to pay for it you mention in the name <laughs> they probably appreciate that Actually, they probably do. <laughs> I'm sure they're marketing people like, uh, let's just stay away from that yeah. one. Um, so, yeah. So, we got a new dishwasher today. I installed it myself. Super proud. Yeah, you did a really good job. I mean, we haven't ran it yet, so we'll see what happens. But I mean, it turns on. That's good enough. I mean, it can't be that hard, right? I don't think. I mean, electric and water. What's w there wire, to worry about? Wire yep. goes to yep. water. No or, problem. You know, water goes to wire. Whatever. That's what insurance is for. Sure. September is recovery month. It is. And I have to tell you, I, I'm like super, I, I don't know if happy is the right word, but I am just really glad that there is some attention being brought to the, the substance abuse or the alcoholism issue. Uh, I think the, you know, the, you see the billboards everywhere, like erase the stigma, which is all fine and dandy, but like nothing's being done to erase said stigma, right? No, I agree with that. And, and I mean, that goes for everyone, you know? I think even us in recovery have 
rolled an eye or given a distasteful look to someone that you see that is obviously in the middle of their addiction? I mean, I try not to. I'm certainly not going to say that it has not happened because, again, I'm sure... You know, we're all in different stages of our recovery. Even if you have one year and somebody to your right or left has exactly one year, you're still in two very different places, right? Very. I'm just really happy that people are having the conversation. Yes. And now there's, you know, walks that are being organized and food drives and clothing drives and all this kind of stuff that, again, like, you know, it's not going to make the issue go away this month next spring all of 2022 i wish it would but the the fact is is it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon no in fact like we talked about a couple episodes ago it's actually getting worse you know the pandemic made addiction a lot worse and you know we all thought the pandemic was over but it came back but unlike that, unfortunately... Well, if more people were assholes <laughs> like you and yelled at their pharmacist and got vaccines, like, we would all just be in a much different place. Right yeah. So anyway, but unfortunately, addiction doesn't work like that, right? Like, there's not a vaccine. There's not a cure. There's not any of those things, per se. So people that, you know, did become addicted during the pandemic or go back to addiction, that's a, that's a, long, that's a long haul out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, we've definitely heard it in our circles, but for the quote unquote normies out there, we all have another run left in us or, you know, another chance to go get high or go get drunk or whatever. I don't, I, again, I, I can only speak for myself. I'm a 40 year old man. I am tired on a daily basis. I treated my body like an amusement park for decades. I do not have another recovery in me. Like, this is it for me. I I cannot afford to go back out. I agree. I remember saying, like, I don't know, after having a little bit of time, I can romanticize the drinking, right? I can tell myself it wasn't that bad, that it would be different this time. Sure. That, you know, I can do all those things, but what I use to help me stay sober is to remember how much early recovery sucked because that's awful. You it's, can't romanticize that at all. No, it's it's absolutely brutal, and you're in a really, I guess, vulnerable place, and there's a lot of confusion, and you don't know which way is up and which way is down, and sometimes you don't know a whole lot of anything except, again, if you follow this program, there is a way out. There's a way to a better life. Yeah. Right. Oh, I agree with that completely. And in early recovery, you want to believe that, but you don't even believe that. You don't believe anything. You don't know what to do, what to think, you know? No, it's hard because oftentimes you're still dealing with the repercussions of your previous years of misgivings, you know? So you're like 60 days sober and you're feeling great and you got a decent little job going and then you go to buy a car. And then they're like, no, we can't loan you any money because you have a 300 credit score, you know, because you spent all your money on booze and drugs. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, you don't get the things back right away. No, and that's that's obviously, you know, super discouraging for people because you're like, oh, well, I got 60 days. Like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm not getting high anymore. But again, you know, you have to address those issues 
little by little. Definitely. I actually had someone reach out to me um, earlier this week and, you know, we'd kind of been talking back and forth, another woman trying to get sober. And she said, you know, something about like, when does it get better? And I was like, should I be honest? Yes. <laughs> and I was. And I, I said to her, um, this person was also like practice medicine too. And I said, it's kind of like when you first became a nurse. And that first year is like terrifying and awful. And you're not sure you're going to make it. And then one day you wake up and you're like, I actually think I may be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it takes a year to get easier. And I was like, at least. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a, a at least a year to have like 20 seconds of peace every day. Yeah. And she's like. Like, honey, you're in for the long haul. I have four four days and 23 minutes or whatever. And I was like, that's excellent. Keep white knuckling it, girl. Yeah. And that's what I said to her. I said, you know what? Eventually, I went from every second of the day thinking about it to like every couple minutes, then every couple hours, then every couple days, and every couple weeks. It still comes. You know, it's just not constant. No, I agree with that. Absolutely. So... Hang in there. If you're trying this for the first time or the 50th time, if you do stick it out, it does get a little easier. It does. It, it does get better. And again, if you, this is the first time you're listening or if you've listened to the 14 previous episodes, you know that not every day is going to be easy. No. But every missed, day is going to be worth it. I was going to say, we missed out on a turkey leg this weekend because... We behaved like complete sober alcoholics. We were dry drunk, 100%. Absolutely. I, I threw a total shit fit because <laughs> daddy couldn't have a turkey leg. We actually missed the turkey leg because you threw the shit fit. That's no, the we missed the turkey leg because you're an asshole <laughs> and you wanted a little microchip from Bill Gates in your ass. That's what he believes, but that's not the story, folks. Whatever. All right. We're going to agree to disagree. Let's do that. <laughs> But anyway, it's recovery month. You know what I have found recently in my like normal everyday life, not in the studio? I have found a way to work recovery into random conversations. And not me going out there and saying, oh, I'm in recovery, like wave my hand, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But I've met some people like through work or just random different avenues of my life. Like I met someone that works for a foundation that works with addicts. I met like... There's people out there doing really exceptional work out there, you know, and there's, you know, I met a guy the other day, you know, that was in an appointment with his wife or whatever that was talking about how the pandemic has affected addicts. And you looked at this person, you're like, hmm, I didn't give you, I didn't think of you as someone that would care about addicts. But yet here he was, that was something he felt really passionate about. So I think. You know, it's recovery month, so this is the time for everyone to talk about it, right? Give it a little press, a little spotlight. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think working it into everyday conversation, you'll be surprised that there are helpers out there, you know, and there's people that want to help do the good work. Absolutely. And there are people that are, you know, willing to give you the clothes off their back or rally around you or whatever. But again, it starts with having that conversation, right? Definitely. Definitely. So I'm super happy that people are, quote unquote, having the conversation. I'm super happy that we get to do this podcast on a weekly basis that allows us to be vulnerable, but also to spread the message. Sometimes, you know, it's it's a good message and sometimes it's us just acting like children. 
Sometimes it's a guide on what not to do. Absolutely. But again, I, I feel like almost in a certain sense that it's like, if you put this out into the universe, then you attract that sort of, you know, positive energy back. Definitely. And if, you know, we sit here and like you said, we are so blessed that we sit here and we get to have these conversations and we get to sit here 72 hours later and realize which, what assholes we were being towards each other. And we didn't drink over it. We didn't get high over it. And you know what? A couple of days later, we actually laughed about it. And we made some progress from it. And that is speaks very highly to recovery. I agree with you. As a matter of fact, I think that should be like the hallmark of somebody in recovery. Like, just because you didn't get your goddamn turkey leg doesn't mean you need to go out and <laughs> snort an eight ball. So there is hope, people. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am a living example of there is hope. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the master of the cock is back. Cock master. <laughs> All right, honey, should we wrap it up tonight? We should. First, I just want to mention that this weekend, September 11th, oh, is yes. obviously a huge day for America. It's also a huge day for Team Foster. So if you're in the Cape May slash Wildwood, New Jersey area, please come out to the Wildwood Aviation Museum. Team Foster is having their Foster 100, so it's a 100-mile bike. Is it relay? A, a ride. I think it's just a ride. A ride. Like a leisurely ride. A leisure activity. See? Everyone's a winner. They get to do leisure activities. You don't break their balls. I don't break yours. You're not calling Team Foster and like, why are you having a ride today? I need to go get my vagina <laughs> waxed. Me. Anywho. Yep. Team Foster is having their ride this weekend. And we'll be there. So if you want to come meet us in person. That's a great idea. Love it. We'll be the bubbly blonde and the man dressed inappropriately. Oh, God. I don't even know what's coming. I'm I wearing, actually have a cute outfit picked out for Frankie. I'm wearing my spandex, darling. Camel toe will be in <laughs> the, full effect. The, you're going to go out and purchase the Lululemon with the <laughs> enhanced package off, option? Uh, you know it. So, again, that's this weekend, Saturday, September 11th in... Wildwood, New Jersey, Team Foster, Foster 100. It's teamfoster.org if you're looking for information. They're also looking for volunteers, so if you have nothing to do and you're feeling patriotic and beneficial, is that the right word? I'm not sure. Oh, for fuck's sakes, people, just come to Wildwood this weekend. We'll be there. If, they, if nothing else, we will be there. That's correct. <laughs> All right, darling, you got anything else? No, I think I'm wrapped up for tonight. All right, wrap it up, girl. All right. I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Remember, help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered. And if you're struggling in any way, please put your hand up. Reach out. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.